welcome to Idiots Talk History, episode 15. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, with me is my co-host, Lorna. Hello! And this week, big change, big change. Unfortunately, our third host, our third co-host, Isaac Innes, is the, uh, you'd know him as Innes, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moving. He's moving yeah. house. He's moving house. I don't know why I said house. He's moving house, so... House and out. Moving out. (laughs) So, he won't be here. He's not coming in. I've started the podcast. He's not wandering in, is what I'm saying. Basically, he's not in this one. Yeah, he's having having a week off. He's having a week... Hopefully, he's listening now. Hello. Hi. Hi, (laughs) Ennis. Um, but instead, because, you know, it was supposed to be Ennis this week, but... He's uh he's busy. He's got he's got moving vans. He's got all sorts of stuff for his new apartment, studio apartment. Very nice. Um, instead, Lorna's stepped in with a uh, a report. What are you yes. looking at? Oh, I was looking at my hair. Sorry, okay. I'm fully paying attention. I was listening, which is what counts. Mm. Um, I have done a report again. It's about something that's quite a common topic, but. This was my favourite topic at uni, so I thought I'd do it. And also, I didn't think that Martin and this would know much about it. And when you speak to people, they don't tend to know a lot about it, so... And after this, um, Innis will still not know a lot about it, but I will. <laughs> he will when he's listening, he though. He will when he's listening. Um, so, shall I, shall I go? Yeah, I don't... Well, what else do you want me to say? How are you? Are you alright? <laughs> yeah, I'm alright, thanks. How oh, are God. you? Oh, God. No, I'm okay. Yeah, carry on with the podcast, <laughs> then. Get it started. Um, so, I'm going to be talking about the Spanish Civil War. So, I've got like little sections. I've got an introduction, an overview, and then some interesting points. Good sections. And um, then if you've got a, a big question up your sleeve. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I've not quite got to that bit yet. Um, but we'll see, won't we'll we? See. We'll see. You've just looked on the page and I can see there is no big no, question. <laughs> so, we'll see. Check. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, do you know anything about the war before I ask? Spanish Civil War began on the 18th of July. You're reading my notes. Everyone is reading my notes. <laughs> um, 18th of July is a day after my birthday. So, if anyone is in the mood for buying birthday presents for me. 17th of of July, thanks Lana, is when you should probably send them over. Um, (laughs) Some of them email birthday cards, actually. You know, you can send them and you get like a... My mum loves them. Yeah, get Jerry to send me one. Uh, And I'll open it on my birthday. Please do that. It's uh, idiothistoryport.gmail.com. Send me a nice birthday card. But speaking of... send us a birthday card for the Civil War. No, that seems weird. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Um... I don't know anything about the Civil War, really. I don't really know much about Spanish history. I know the. Uh, I only know it in relation to British history. So, like, the Armada in, like, the 1600s. Spanish yeah. Armada, well, when the British won. Because mm-hmm. we only learn about things that Britain have done well yeah. in, generally. Yeah, and I only know stuff about this because I did a module on it at uni. Yeah. Um, but I think they've got a really interesting history from the 1900s. But it's quite political, but still. So is this the 1900s today? Yes. Hmm. I was also born in July in the 1900s. No, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> and a moment of panic, and I'd be like, no, but I was. Mm-hmm. Carry yeah. on. So I'll just, I'll just give you a bit of info. Okay. Um, 
the war started on the 18th of July 1936 mm-hmm. and it lasted for three years. It's referred to as a bloody civil war and it was a dress rehearsal for World War Two. It mm. wasn't a spe- specific dress mm. rehearsal, but it's they thought didn't, of... They didn't have one of them being like, you dress up as Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just going to practice and then in three yeah. years we'll do it for real. Because we'll this Hitler folk is getting real bad now. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. so it just... Yeah, it's been referred to as a dress rehearsal. Did you want to say something else? No, I was just thinking of bloody civil war. Why? Because just like how British people say bloody bloody civil war. (laughs) But obviously they meant Mm. bloody as in like... A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Mm -hmm. Civil as in between people in the same country. War meaning (laughs) battles. There we go. Thanks for that. (laughs) This is dictionaries are us. Um, <laughs> I got out. Go <laughs> um, so, the start of the war was a result of Spanish military units rising up against the democratically elected Second Republic. So, I've got a bit of background about this. And it was right wing forces against a coalition of socialists, anarchists, communists, regional separatists, and democrats. There's a lot of different factions <clears throat> going on. Yeah, so I think they all merged in like a common against the right wing forces. Okay. Who wait? Who's in charge? Um. Well, the right wing forces were com um commanded by General Francisco no. Franco. Yeah, Franco. But I meant who was in charge of the country? Oh well, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh. So this is all. It's a result of an election. Okay. Okay. So um, the right wing was supported by fascist Italy and Nazi Germany, and the others which we'll call the left, mm. um, they were backed by the Soviets. Um, and it was an ideologically fraught conflict, and the end of it led to um, decades-long Franco dictatorship. Yeah, until when was it, like the 70s? 75, I yeah. think, yeah. Um, so, it's just a bit of an overview. So, a leftist coalition, which is essentially just the left in the war, yeah. um, won the Spanish elections in February 1936, and when they got into government, a number of rebel army officers began to um, planning to overthrow them. Um, and in the 1930s, Spain was deeply divided between the left, which was, they were known as Republicans. So it was workers, trade unions, socialists and peasants. So they were against the right, which was nationalists. And they were monarchists, landowners, employers, the Roman Catholic Church and the army. The country had been hit hard by the Depression as well, which didn't help. And there was um, a military dictatorship which ruled from 1923 and then it collaped in 1929. With the Great Depression. Yeah. And um, in 1931, the king abdicated and the Republicans came to power. That's a really interesting topic for a different podcast about the abdication of the king, though. Mm. Yeah. so then there was a period where the country just went through, the lefts were in power and then the rights were in power and then the lefts, like, it was just quickly changing all the time, so there's no stability. Mm. So they were unstable and divided, and in 1936 the army rebelled and forcibly removed the Republicans, which is the left from power, and they gained support of General Franco at the final hour. At the time, he was in command of the army in the Spanish Protectorate of Morocco. So that's where this, the rebellion started. Right. And he was in charge over there. So, on July 18th, they called for an uprising in Spanish Morocco and they thought it would be a rapid coup d'etat. They captured Spanish Morocco and the conservative heartland without a struggle. Um, 
but the so that was when Spain, so the conservative parts of Spain, they captured immediately. Yeah. But the um, Republican government retained a lot of Spain. Um, so the coup failed and this left Spain divided. Um, so civil war began and General Franco moved his troops from Morocco to the Spanish mainland and was marching towards Madrid, which was the capital. And he used planes and boats provided um, by Mussolini from Italy and Hitler from Germany. And this was known as the first major airlift. And these planes then went on to regularly bomb cities around the country. So part of the Spanish Civil War is the bombing. That That's like quite famous. And there's a famous painting. Do you remember what it's called? Guernica. Yes, well done. By Pab. Pabby Picasso. Mm-hmm. We had to paint that one in school. So. Mm-hmm. Mine was no good. <laughs> Mine was... I don't know how you could make it any good, though. It was quite a difficult thing to draw. I think... I'm just not very good at art. You're good at art. I'm not. I was really cheeky when we did it though. So there's like, everyone was drawing like the really difficult horse face or the bull. Mm. And there's one arm and it's like a hand holding a flower and a knife or something. There's a flower somewhere and it's holding a knife and it's quite easy to draw and I drew that. Wait, so you just, were you just copying Guernica? I thought we had to draw our own Guernica. No, we had to draw a bit of it. Oh, maybe we had to draw a bit of it. So I That's chose the that easy hard, bit. Just trace it. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, but tra- get a smaller copy and just trace it. Well, we didn't have the original Guernica in our classroom, did we? No, it's in Madrid. I've Apparently seen it. Apparently, it's really nice. Really good. It's pretty Impressive. Big. And there's people there, so you can't take a picture of it. Do you mean like security guards? Yeah. Yeah, you don't mean just like other tourists. No, no. <laughs> they will get in the way, though. Yeah. Oh, well. Why not take a picture of it? Don't know. You'll have to take a picture of like, the Mona Lisa and stuff like that. They put a lot of paintings behind glass though don't they yeah. when they're like popular or when they're like gonna get ruined this is thrilling isn't it well, um <laughs> when i was volunteering at manchester international festival there was um an exhibition on joy division and they had some song lyrics on a piece of paper and that was behind glass and that was the only thing that couldn't have a picture taken of it and i had to stand there and be like no please don't put your phone away so you're the people you hate. So I you've was, turned into and I the, hated it. <laughs> I just wanted to be like, there was another guy there, but if there weren't the other guy there, I would have been like, go on, go on. Speak, take a picture. Yeah, but then what if you what if someone <laughs> taking a picture and like the, the words the just flash. like melted <laughs> off the page and you'd be like, oh. Oh, so the flash went off and everyone knew. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's probably a good job that guy was there as well then. Yeah. Been, to keep I, you in check. I know, it's Rebel scary. within it's, the system. <laughs> it's scary telling people they can't take a picture though. People get very aggy about it. You're taking away the rights. Mm. But I didn't. I did write. Don't worry. Joy Division of Manchester. Well, we're in Manchester. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, go on. Carry on with your report. I, I've just noticed this. As soon as you said Spanish Civil War, I realised it was quite timely. With um, well, when we're recording it to what is happening within Spain. Yes, you see. it relates, doesn't it? Did you do this before we went to Barcelona or not? Or after we went to Barcelona? Before. Really? Yeah, I think so. Before. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, So I hope you've all been watching the news about what's going on in Spain. Mm, Stuff. Um, So the General Franco's marching towards the Spanish mainland from Morocco. He's got aiming for Madrid and he's using the planes from Mussolini and Hitler. Um, so they went on to bomb cities around the country and Italy and Germany wanted to prevent a spread of communism and they thought that if Spain would adopt the fascist creed, they could send a message to the world that fascism was a force to be reckoned with. And Spain also had strategic naval bases that they could use to control 
um, shipping and to set up submarine bases. So Hitler and Mussolini were helping, but for their own gains. Yeah. They've seen what they could get. Well, they from weren't going to be like helping because they, they think it's do. the best for Spain, <laughs> do they? No. So They're anyway, not, not that kind of people, I don't think. No. And then. Um, in October 1936, Franco was named Commander-in-Chief of the Armed Forces and Head of the Rebel Nationalist Government. In 1937, he was left solely in charge when his near-equal, General Emilio Mola, died in a car crash. Plane crash, sorry, I don't know why I just said car. Plane. Was it a flying plane? No, flying car. I meant to say, ah, oh, math <laughs> um, It was a flying plane, yes. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, so, was the plane crash seen as suspicious or was it just like you know just a crash plane no because cra- plane crashes aren't that often really are I, they? yeah i haven't read anything about it but this was 1936 so i don't know if they were common then mm, not as good i will mention something else in a bit which might make us think it was common i think okay i think so general mola died and he'd been the technical mastermind behind the coup like plans so he died and then general franco was named commander-in-chief and head of the rebel nationalist government and <clears throat> it was the first war where civilians were a direct target so i think that's kind of what it means when we think of it as a rehearsal for the world yeah, war two like as well the blitz in England and stuff. yeah yeah and then it was um internationally reported so fighting and violence was reported around the world and new portable cameras meant the war was the first one to be witnessed which is quite significant as well. That is, but I didn't know that. That's yeah. a big deal. Um, so, the rebels were progressing and they murdered left-wing lawmakers, unionists, social activists, supporters and their families. And the Republicans on the other side also executed people and these consisted of armed gangs who chased the wealthy and those suspected of being on the side of the rebels. So, so neither of them are doing great stuff. No. But... How are they, you know when you said like they're killing union, was it union workers, civilians? Unionist, socialist activists, socialist activists, supporters and their families. So were they do, how were they doing that? Were they just like, was it bombings or, or was it um, just, you know, um, on the streets? It, it wasn't necessarily, it was some bombings, but um, they tortured people and killed them and... Um, I don't know. It just always says that there's like mass executions and like atrocities, but I've got some figures in a bit of how many people died, okay. which isn't very nice. But oh well. We've chosen yet another cheery subject I know, after Birkenhead and what did you do before that? Something cheery. I can't remember what I did before that one. You did the Treaty of Tordesillas. Tordesillas. I don't know. Oh, did I not do Chero? Chero, yeah. He was alright. He was alright. Yeah. Yeah. Treaty of Tordesillas was a bit Christopher Columbus. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily bad. It's just what they did to people was bad. But I weren't really talking about that in that No, one. you weren't. But anyway. yeah. So this is quite negative. Um. Oh, the, here's, here it is as well. So people were taken away at night for a walk or a car ride. And they oh. never returned. I love a good walk at night. <laughs> right. You wouldn't want like one from me. Which side would you be on? I You'd be one. on the Republicans, right? I wouldn't want one. I wouldn't want one if General Franklin invited me for, <laughs> no. for a car ride. But I'm alright, thanks. It's a bit chilly tonight. I'd like to get a taxi. <laughs> I get my mum to pick me up. Cheers. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah, my mum said don't coming... get in cars with strange men. 
yeah. especially when they're trying to kill you. Especially when it's General Franco. Yeah. Um, so Republicans targeted priests and nuns because they were thought to be close to the upper classes, which is a bit mean as well, but oh well. Um, but oh well. <laughs> what can we do? It's in the past. It is in the past, yeah. Um, Madrid and the government asked for help and Britain and France refused as they were scared of being dragged into another world war. Um, the irony. If only they the irony. <laughs> um, and they didn't want Spain to fall to either the fascists or the communists. They were really stuck in the middle. Yeah. Um, they, they saw both as a threat to world peace, and they instead had a non uh, a pact of non intervention. So they thought we'll have this pact. Um, Just Italy, see what happens. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> they was like, we're not going to intervene, yeah. and Italy and Germany also signed up to this pact, but they continued to obviously help the nationalist rebels, which yeah. is a bit unfair. I just, yeah, they made a few mistakes back in the day. The British government back then. So we're like, oh, mm. Hitler, it's just going to take uh, no, oh, not, Czechoslovakia. Yeah, it's not Poland. that bad. It's he's fine. getting what he deserves, yeah. and then he'll stop. And, um, <laughs> They were being a bit, needs to be a bit stronger. Anyway, bit we can't nice. change it, can um, we? No. So, this um, non intervention pact came with a non intervention committee that Britain and France set up and it blocked all international aid reaching Spain. So, they were just on their own. Yeah, well, essentially, but. Um, they're connected to the rest of Europe, though, aren't they? And Portugal. Yeah, but then it, it stops the trade. Like, yeah, going into the country. Yeah, so, but Germany and Italy were still arming the nationalists. So, um, but the Soviet Union were involved and they were arming the Republicans. So at least they're getting armed as well. Oh, yeah, um, at least more people have guns and weapons. You're right, that is good. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it should be yeah, a, fair a fair fight. fight. Yeah, one side, <laughs> one side has them, the other one doesn't. That won't be good. No. These non -intervent that non-interventionist committee is not a good committee. I, bet I feel like they do this all, all like, the time. Oh, all right, well, you do it. You, you intervene, <laughs> but the rest of us, no, come on, guys. We're like, we'll sign it, yeah. but we don't mean it. Yeah, we'll be like, oh, okay. No, okay, I but understand. Yeah, and yeah. then we'll be like, At least we got it on paper. Why are you arming the nationalists? We didn't realise when we no, signed the no, non-intervention that we were going to but now we now we have we're wiped under the rug but we didn't realise it had started yeah sorry about that <laughs> oh don't worry don't, no no next time we'll get it next time we'll sort it out next time yeah. um, <laughs> so the Soviets were arming the Republicans and Stalin wanted to strengthen his influence and he sent advisors into Spain and he organised international brigades which were thought to fight fascism so he's trying to organise these brigades um, and 50,000 volunteers across the world volunteered in these brigades and they were called like they were known as a ragtag army determined to uphold democracy it's a long name isn't it I know <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Soviet Union were not as invested in the war as Germany and Italy but the Republicans had to rely on them due to the non-intervention committee um, yeah so, oh, that's upsetting it's like it's just the Soviets aren't quite into it they're just like no. oh. Yeah, there's like, oh, maybe, we'll see. We yeah, might help, yeah. I, didn't, I just think they didn't see as many benefits. Yeah. The only benefit they could see was the spread of communism. So, yeah, like, Spain were more into the Soviets than the Soviets were into Spain, really. It was one of those classic relationship issues. It's, one of them, it's, like, it's oh. not you, it's me. It's just like, I'm just not... Like, we get the spread of communism is good, but, like, I just don't see anything. Else. I just don't <laughs> see it going any further. I think this might be the end for us, Spain. Oh, poor Spain. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> the civil war evolved into a clash of fascism and communism, and it divided people across the world. Um, 
as Western democracies were inactive, many intellectuals took the side of the Republicans. When I read it as well, I'm sorry, but I take the side of the Republicans. Good. We're supposed to be non-biased. I'm just feeling sorry for them. But also... (laughs) Yeah, I don't really. I don't agree with fascism. I have that noted on the record. No, yeah, you? me neither. <laughs> so, so take from that what you will. So, but the Republicans had rare victories. They held on to Madrid in the Battle of Winter, nineteen thirty-six, and they defeated Italian brigades sent by Mussolini in nineteen thirty-seven. Okay, that's a was that spider. Yeah, I liked it, but um, it's still okay, still alive though. Um. <laughs> But the Republicans were weakened by divisions and military inferiority. And they lost ground and the Barcelona-based government and 400,000 Spaniards went into exile in March 1939. Um, so Madrid was captured in 1939 and World War II started five months later. So after Madrid was captured, obviously, it was a Franco dictatorship <sighs> and many people were in exile. Um, on April 1st, 1939, Franco declared victory and he ruled Spain until he died in 1975. His regime paid tribute to their dead, but the opposition were forgotten or dumped into mass graves. So that's all the Republicans. Um, after Franco died, Spain transferred to democracy and the authorities opted for a pact of forgetting to put the past and bloody divisions behind. Um, but in 2007, Spain passed a law to help relatives recover the remains of their loved ones. Um, but the Prime Minister, Mar- Mariano Rajoy, boasted about not spending any money to put this into effect. His Conservative Party was founded by Franco's former ministers and they didn't want to stir the ashes of the past. I feel like by saying that, he's stirring the ashes a little bit. He's stirring yeah. it up. Like, if you just let them let them find the dead relatives then you yeah, sort also, of have a bit yeah. of a peace it's been like years as well so it's been like 70 80 years 81 I feel like years. by saying it as well he's been petty that's why I put Very his name petty. in Mariano Rajoy yeah you're listening to this <laughs> you're a bad bad guy um, <laughs> I was going to say something I can't remember what it was I just it's just despite uh, victory. No, that's not what I was gonna say. History mm-hmm. is uh, written by the winners, isn't it? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. especially it seems in this case. Yeah, and in nineteen seventy-seven, two years after Franco's death. Yeah, an amnesty law was passed, which pardoned the crimes committed during the war and the dictatorship that followed. Um, but in Argentina, a judge opened an inquiry into Franco-era crimes. But I haven't got any more information on that. I just know that. There's one good guy out there one in Argentina. Why is he in Argentina? Is he in exile? I don't know. I, I just, so. I don't, yeah. I've just been Argentinian, just fancied getting involved. Could be. Fair um, And then I just have a few testimonies. Okay. Louis Ortiz Alfau. I think that's how you say his yeah. name. But um, he joined the Republicans during the war and he um, talked about some certain things so he said that he practiced with brooms as they did not have any war equipment and it's not going to do much damage is it no i don't think it's getting the full dress rehearsal aspects there mm, mm. it's not a full dress rehearsal is it it's just a rehearsal that for yeah. me if you're using brooms you're rehearsing you know but then dress but rehearsal you've done... got the costumes on that's what you could you've have got done your with, guns you've got your element you you're going out because I don't think if I practice for with a broom and I'm practicing for a war, that's going to prepare me. It's not going to prepare you, no. At all. 
But they did the best they could. I, th- I don't even think it's a similar shape to a gun. It, I can confirm it's not that similar. <laughs> so, Part, <laughs> like the straight line aspect of it, that is yeah, involved that's it. in the broom. I don't even think the length is the right I thing. don't believe guns have furry ends. <laughs> Like that. I don't <laughs> believe guns can ends. sweep. <laughs> you could sweep with a gun. Depends what gun. You could not you sweep. You could sweep with a gun. If you anyone has ever used a gun for sweeping, let me know. <laughs> are, you, are you thinking like a rifle? You're not yeah. thinking like a pistol? No, no, no. Because yeah, I understand that the rifle, like a broom's a similar... Yeah, yeah. Can't, no, it's broom's not that Broom's a bit longer. Similar. I know, it's um, not even... Yeah. Oh, well. triggers on a broom. It's literally a stick. With a fur, with a. I'm glad if anyone doesn't know what a broom is, now you do. <laughs> it's a bit of hair. It's not hair. No, but I'm I'm imagining it as a human. It's a stick with hair, not a human. Don't imagine a broom as a, a human. Not a human. Like I'm imagining it to have a soul. Okay, well, this is got really weird. Why would a broom have a soul? Anyway, so he's practicing <laughs> with a broom. Yeah. He shouldn't be. He should have a gun, but they don't have that equipment. So that's the problem. Yeah. Um. It's a bit of a shame. Um, he fled to France in 1939 and he experienced hardships of camps where Spanish Republicans were confined and Spanish Republicans were known as undesirables, which breaks my heart. No, um, it's like, um, I was going to mention, no, carry on. I can't remember what he's called. It. Take me out. Oh, Daddy Moon. <laughs> no lighting. No, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know why. It's oh, he's really got a relevant. blackout. Um, when <laughs> World War Two, when World War Two was declared, he returned to Spain and was arrested at the border. Um, in June 1940, he was sent to one of 121 forced labor camps. Um, that was set up by Franco to punish the Republican losing side. Um, he was quite lucky because he could use a typewriter, so he was assigned a job as scribe and he stayed with officials in a small house, um, but most others stayed in barracks with livestock, and many of the others weighed around 40 kilograms and would eat vegetable peelings thrown to the pigs and even raw lizards. Wait. Because they were in a forced big, labour camp. It was a big jump then, because he was saying... Late, um, not labour pickings, what did you say? Like vegetable, vegetable peelings, peelings, which were but thrown to pigs. Raw lizards is a weird one for me. I think it's just what they just said what they could find. So they stole the pig's food. Did you say raw lizards? It's just, they've just like just in lizard, Spain, like it? lizards run around, so they, they must do, just like actually. pluck them off. The... But them are skinny, them you wouldn't get any meat off them, That's would you? That's probably why they weigh 40 kilograms. That's yeah. nothing, that. I weigh double that. Louis returned to Bilbao a free man in 1933, but realised that jobs were reserved for those who had fought with Franco. So he bribed a civil servant to eliminate his record um, that said he was a Republican and then he could find work. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but it's... It's sad that he has to get rid of his own history and his own... Um, yeah, he has hide to go, his yeah. beliefs in order to find work. Yeah. But that's, that's what dictatorship does. Yeah, yeah, no, I was just I about to say that. Um, the next person is... Oh, so that's the end of his testimony. I thought yeah. it was going to be like an happy ending. Oh, no, no. No. They literally... Um, they were just talking about, like, literally the Civil War, so it was less... Oh, brilliant. So we've got two more miserable stories coming up. There we go. No. Um, the next person's... Some of them are just a sentence. So, Rogelia Beltran um, said that her grandfather was killed in a purge against perceived, lefti- perceived leftists in southern Spain. That is a tongue twister. Do you want to have a go? 
perceived leftists in southern Spain. <laughs> you messed up southern, though, didn't Southern. I don't know why that was, <laughs> the, one. That was the one I struggled on. Um, yeah, so that's difficult to say. Um, <laughs> also difficult for her. Yeah, and large landowners aided this persecution of anyone they believed um, to support the government. So she says her grandfather died, but was he was he um, opposed in Franco or not? Cause it says she doesn't say. Left. It's just it just kind of says that anybody they thought supported yeah. the left was just killed, and landowners helped with this yeah. by killing anyone they thought was in the left because they was um, nationalists. Babies. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Baddies. I said I'd stay non-biased. <laughs> and I'm like, Franco's a bad guy. These are baddies. But also I'm um, non-biased. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next person is Juan Jose Lopez. So he said that rebel troops carried out clean-up operations in the mountains where leftists and unionists sought sanctuary. Um, so they would leave streets... Leave... Ugh, they would leave bodies in the streets as an example and would not allow them to be removed. So they could then be eaten by animals. Flip. So that's mm. Republicans were killed when they knew they were hiding in the um, yeah. in the mountains and then left in the street. Um, Juan also said that his father was killed and his only crime was said to have been that he could read. Which is, that breaks my heart. I love a read. I love to read a book and but stuff. Sure. Yeah. But that's not a crime, is it? Nobody was killed for it. Yeah, but he must have been killed because he was he was against reading the wrong things. Yeah, or, oh, or distributing the wrong things. Yeah, but that's just Something what he like said. That. And then the next person is Antonio Martinez. Um, so he said that widows were also punished. Their homes and goods would be taken by supporters of the right wing coup. Um, they would be left to raise their children without being able to work and being stigmatized. And their heads would be shaved and they would be paraded around town. These testimonies are really bringing home the uh, the brutality of it. Yeah, to be honest, I didn't find any testimonies from the right. No. They're all just left. Yeah, but that, yeah. Um, Joan Villaroya said that Madrid was the first European capital to be bombed by planes, and this was in November 1936. Mm-hmm. And Giuseppe Sanchez Cervello, um, he said that Spain was a test ground for World War Two. And they wanted to see the effects of bombs on civilians, and the effect um, was panic. I'm not surprised, to be I'm honest. I'm not surprised either. Um, you've, I think you've uh, really chosen a really good topic yeah, today. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's an interesting topic. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we'll have a, a fun one soon. I'll try and next find a fun I, oh, one. Oh, ne- my next one's all right. All right. It was good, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. I think. Well, we'll see. Um, So I've just got some interesting points about the war, so I'll just run through them. Oh, yeah, because this, after all, is a topic which some people, we have listeners in Spain especially. Yes, they'll probably know about it. They'll know a lot about it. But I might have already said some things that they didn't know, Um, potentially, but... But you've got some interesting points to try and... Try and teach people things that they yeah, might not know. Yeah, also, like, the thing where the uh, lizards was quite... I don't think a lot of people would have known that, so... Um, but, yeah, I'll keep trying to teach people new things <laughs> in my next <laughs> bit. Please teach me. Um, so, the rebels expected to take control quickly, but the Republican government retained about two-thirds of Spain, and this included most major cities. Um, Franco was not supposed to be the leader of the country and he did not come up with the plot but he benefited because of the death of his rivals. So this is quite interesting. 
The rebels' first choice for the head of state was General Jose San Giorgio, but he died in a plane crash on his return to the country from exile in Portugal, and this was just a few days after the uprising began. Wait, so is that the guy who died? No, this a, is different a different plane one. crash. So I'm going to mention him again in a minute. So there was General Jose San Giorgio. He's just died in a plane crash. Um, and then other potential rivals to Franco were taken out by Republican forces. So these include monarchist politician Jose Calvo Sotelo, fascist politician Jose Antonio Primo de, Rivier- de Rivera. I'd say these. Nice. And Lots of names. Generals Joaquin Fangel and Manuel Godet. Joaquin. Oh, is that how you say that? Yeah, like Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin? Right. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, oh, that's cool. So, um, Joaquin. They died anyway. I like Joaquin. <laughs> Use Joaquin instead. And as already mentioned, General Emilio Mola died in a plane crash. So there was quite a lot of people. I think that's about six people. One, two... Three, four, five, six people that were meant to be leader of this, potentially leader rebellion. of this rebellion. And instead it was Franco. Mm, two of them died in plane crashes. Yeah, and the others were taken out by Republicans. Mm, sounds suspicious, the two that died in <laughs> plane crashes. Tonight. I don't know how common they were at the time, though. Um, the Republican side suffered from severe infighting. Um, and the Nationalists were largely united behind Franco. In May, so... The Nationalists are quite united, but the Republicans are divided. In May 1937, tensions were particularly bad, and there was an incident which is thought of as a civil war within a war um, for the Republicans. So, a police raid on an anarchist-controlled central telephone exchange in Barcelona sparked days of street fighting, and it resulted in hundreds of people dying. So, that's quite a complicated sentence. It was. There was a lot of... Whatever was happening in Barcelona, it was a lot of words. Yeah, there was a telephone. Um, <laughs> this is where I got lost. There's the a start. central telephone exchange in Barcelona, okay. and this was run by anarchists. Yes. The police raided it. Yeah. And then this led to loads of street fighting. Right. Um. Not like the game Street Fighter. No, no, like, like real life. Yeah, pe- hundreds fighting. of people died. Oh, I shouldn't joke. No. Um, <laughs> and as a result, anarchists were against anti-Stalin Marxist. Oh no, 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 that's wrong. Anarchists and anti-Stalin Marxists were against Soviet-backed communists and the regional government, and this resulted in the communists increasing their control over the war effort. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> And then, oh, anarchists and anti-Stalin Marxist organisations were then suppressed and the feelings of everyone being equal died out in Barcelona. So it was just communism rose. Communism and regional government, their ideas were dominant then. Um, so I'll move on to the next point. Both sides committed widespread atrocity. Franco's troops had a campaign of terror where they killed, tortured and shamed perceived political opponents. In eighteen nine in what? <laughs> I've read that wrong. Sorry. In August nineteen thirty six, they gunned down four thousand alleged Republicans in Badajoz and burned their bodies in a local cemetery. Badajoz sounds like a like a a, a bar. <laughs> Badajoz. <laughs> Badajoz. <Yeah. laughs> sounds like some bar on the wrong side of the tracks that you don't want to end up in. Yeah. Not just you, but I mean me anyone. Because well. there's lots of bikers who go to Badajoz. And they're just... We're not going to bad We're not jokes. going to bad jokes. <laughs> um, sorry, I made, I don't know what you were saying about bad jokes. People died, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, 4,000 Republicans were gunned Oof. down and burned in a local cemetery. Oh. Um, it's reported that the generals approved and authorised events like these, which also occurred in Malaga and Toledo. A general was reported as saying, I authorise you to kill like a dog anyone who dares oppose you. Um, which is, so that's the nationalist side. But the Republicans also committed atrocities, but they were less systematic. They slayed, I hate that word, they slayed mm. thousands of Catholic priests, nuns and monks. And there was a mass execution of alleged fascists just outside Mos- uh, outside Madrid. I don't know why Not I nearly said Moscow. Moscow. I, I meant Madrid. <laughs> um, I read Moscow earlier and it's on my brain. Mm. <laughs> it's estimated nationalists murdered around 150,000 prisoners of war and civilians during the conflict and another 20,000 during the dictatorship, so following their victory. Um, Republicans killed around 49,000 people. So they killed about a third, less than a third of what the nationalists killed. But they still killed people. Mm. Thousands of Americans signed up to fight in the war and the US government was neutral, but there were 2,800 who volunteered for the Republican cause. Um, the unit was called the Abraham Lincoln Battalion and it include did. Included. <laughs> include. Did. <laughs> Sorry, it included... <laughs> A vaudeville acrobat, a rabbi, and the first African-American ever to lead white troops into battle. That sounds like a good movie. I'd love the idea of this Abraham Lincoln battalion all having to dress up as Abraham Lincoln as well. No. They've all got like the hat and the sideburns. And they're like, four square and six years ago, whatever he says. And then there's a vaudeville. A vaudeville acrobat as well, that's cool. A rabbi. Yeah, and the first American. That also sounds like the start of a joke. <laughs> the vaudeville acrobat a rabbi and the first african american to lead white people into battle, battle. it's a long start <laughs> yeah. walk into a bar bad joes <laughs> what happens next <laughs> fisticuffs right, i'm gonna leave um, you to think about that um so there was this american abraham lincoln battalion yep. They were fighting for the Republican cause, but morale deteriorated after they were forced into ill-advised charges against the entrenched position. Um, they left Spain in October 1938, and a quarter of them had died. You always... I'm trying to make jokes. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I just like, keep ending. And then they all died. <laughs> that include... I'm did. not laughing. Stop it. <laughs> I feel really bad. Um... Uh, Moving on. Um, There were approximately 40,000 international volunteers, but they suffered casualties at a greater rate than the Spanish members (laughs) of the Republican Army. I'm laughing when I'm reading it. 40,000 volunteers, but they all died. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, everyone. No, it's okay. Only a few Americans supported the nationalists, but one of these was Texaco's CEO. Um, Franco had the vital support of Texaco chief executive Torkild Reber and he was a Norwegian-born American. He Mm. admired Hitler and preferred doing business with autocrats. From New York, he illegally sold the nationalist discounted oil on credit and illegally transported the fuel in his own company's tankers. This is Texaco, an oil petrol company. Um, In addition, his worldwide network of employees passed on the whereabouts of Republican-bound oil shipments that they were open to attack. And for these blatant um, violations of US neutrality acts, Texaco received only one small fine. Which is interesting interesting. and ridiculous. He seems like a bad bloke. 
I'm putting mm-hmm. him under my bad bloke list. And he's called Torquilled. You're making a new list. Bad blokes bad list. Bad blokes. <laughs> Franco's on there. What's he called? Torquilled Reba. Torquilled Reba. He's on my bad blokes and list. Who else would you put on your bad blokes list? That's the big question today. Well, he mentioned <laughs> he liked Adolf Hitler. I think he's he's, he's on my bad blokes on list. Bad, yeah. So I've got three so far. On my mm. good blokes list, the other Norwegian guy who I talked about in episode eight, Servitors of Vemok. Yeah. He was a great kid. I can't remember his name, but I he was also, a good one. It's just it's on right in front of my mind, but I just can't get it. What's he called? I think he might begin with a T or a J. Oh, well, you've narrowed it down to two of the 26 letters, but you don't know if it's right. Uh, I keep thinking Leo Trotsky, but that's... Um, no, I keep Marxist. thinking word them all. <laughs> it's called like... Tronstad. Leif, Leif Tronstad. Yes, on not good Leo Trotsky. <laughs> Leif Tronstad's on my good blogs list. Mussolini, bad list. Bad yeah. egg. Who else? Who else would be on? I could. Who what else have we done? Montgomery what, um, Eric Bloodaxe. Bad list. Oh, Syria. Good list. Good list. Um, don't know what other topics we've done. Can't remember ones that mm. I've done. The Bender family. Bad list. <laughs> Ramesses. Good list. No, I don't know. He's an, he needs ago. a middle list. He needs a middle list. But I'm not making a middle list. Um, I've just got two more points. <laughs> yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of good people. <laughs> Spain was dangerous at the time, but a number of writers travelled there, So, and some fought on the front lines, and other filed art- others filed articles from places such as the Hotel Florida in Madrid, which was a famed literary hotspot. Do you want to add? No. Hemingway went there, didn't I? Yes. There's a few other people. Someone else when he you in should the, know that he was there. In nineteen thirty six. I can give you the name of the book that he wrote. Okay. Do you want it's called A Homage to Catalonia? Um what's it got? Who who else in that? It's all uh, it's not awesome awesome Wells, that's wrong. George Orwell. Yes. Yeah. Um Yeah. The Little Prince author... Ooh, how do I say that name? Oh, yes, Antoine de saint Exupéry. That's the what one. What did I say? <laughs> I think I'm now. Um, so he wrote The Little Prince and he flew his own plane to report on the conflict. Um, yeah, George, George Orwell survived a bullet wound to the neck while serving a Republican militia. When I was really little... Sorry. Serving with... I used to get... <laughs> I don't tell you either, because I don't know if anyone would have heard he said serving with... <laughs> George Orwell survived a bullet wound to the neck whilst serving with a Republican militia. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, Misha. Um, this is interesting now. I've wasted my time. When you were little. When I was little, I used to get George Orwell and Orson Welles mixed up. Orson Welles, mm-hmm. the director and actor. So that's why I said Orson Welles earlier. Yeah. Because I just can't get it out of my head because Orwell and Orson sort of sound slightly similar. Yeah, but they're at different times in the name. And also... I know they're around, around, alive around the same time. No, I meant one's a first name and one's no, a last yeah, name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I meant by times in the okay, names. Okay, that makes sense, the times and the names. So, um, oh. Right. Little Prince is um, on Netflix. Check it out. <laughs> There's a film version on Netflix. It's really good. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. 
Yes, everybody ever read. The poet <laughs> Frederico Garcia Lorca, meanwhile, was assassinated by a nationalist death squad. And other well-known literary figures in Spain at that time included Ernest Hemingway, Pablo Neruda, John Dos Passos, Langston Hughes, Dorothy Parker, Lillian Hellman, Andre Malro, and Arthur Costler. Yeah, not heard of some of them. I've heard of about two. Ernest also, Hemingway. Also, when I type, I never think about how I'm not going to be able to pronounce these names. No. It's only when I'm reading them that the panic sets it's, in. It's a problem for future Lorna at that time, isn't it? That's why I'm yeah. typing it in. I'm like, I'll figure this out. It's when we started... I don't even think about it, to be honest. I don't, don't even cross my mind. When we when I was doing the Vemark issue. Issue? It was not an issue. Ooh, episode. episode. I, I just, just I was like I'll figure out this science a bit later on. Go back and listen to it and watch me listen to me struggle <laughs> for the first like ten minutes. Yeah. Through the science. Yeah, you just tend to not think about certain stuff. Yeah. Like don't think about them names, and then the panic sets in mm, when I'm when I'm here. It, you're butchering them. Um, there are numerous pieces of art created about the war, and these include Guernica by Pablo Picasso, as we've mentioned, and this depicts the bombing of the town by Hitler's Condor Legion, where it was estimated 1,600 people died. So the town's Guernica. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Okay. Is that the report? That is my report. Very good report. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, do you have a big question for the day? I don't, to be honest, I didn't prepare one, and now I've just done the presentation, report, whatever we'll call it, um, I don't know what's an appropriate question to ask. <laughs> There's a lot of death. Yeah. It's a big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Would you eat a raw lizard? <laughs> Good one. Um, well... <laughs> In that situation, it's got to be a yeah. Today, though, if you... You know, if we went to, like, a fancy restaurant and we were like, give us, like, the house speciality, and they were like, okay. I don't know what this accent is. It's very European. We're in France. Yeah, we're in France. Uh, I'm bringing you a local delicacy. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> Egg. Yeah. I'll bring you the local delicacy. And they'll be like, okay, bring us a local delicacy. If they brought out a raw lizard, skin and it's all... It's a no from me. If I had to skin it myself, I'd probably be like, it's too much work. You'd be terrible eating a raw lizard. You, you're I'm very quite... nitpicky yeah. about cooked meat. Also about just foods in general. Okay. Like, no, I mean, if we went to somewhere for like a restaurant for like a really fancy meal, we'd check the menu before. If we don't understand what's on that menu, we're not, we're not going. going <laughs> no. But I'm, we're, we're imagining that we've just... We've had to. It's we've had to eat, and we're in the middle of nowhere, and this is the only place, and all they're serving is raw lizard. Mm. And I'm, I'm tucking in. Ugh. When you're on holiday, you do that, don't you? Though you try things that you wouldn't normally have. I'm not saying these people are on holiday, but I'm on holiday, and I'm trying raw lizard. Have you ever tried snails? Yeah, I think I quite like snails. I definitely liked frogs' legs. I remember that mm. when I was in France, and I. I I don't know if I like snail. I don't think I did. I've it's just a slug, them. isn't it? But snail sounds nicer than slug. Eating a slug. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never thought about um, that. Because I hate slugs. a bit slugs. of shell for decoration. Yeah. And also, yeah. It's a little house. Whenever anybody eats anything, though, they always go like, oh, it tastes just like chicken. 
frog's legs God, taste I just like chicken. I, that I remember anyway. Um, guinea pig tastes like chicken. Yeah, my mum's had guinea fancier. pig. Yeah, a bit of fat. It, it's just animals though, aren't they? Um, and slugs, yeah, I wouldn't eat a slug again. Because slugs just remind me of my bedroom in university. <laughs> I've told this story on air. Uh, I don't think so. I hope not, because I'm going to tell it again. <laughs> um, when I would wake up. So basically, it's a very cold room that I had at university. In the, uh, the front room at the bottom. And it was all mould all over the wall. All black all over mm. the wall. And I'd, we also had rats in the house. So you can paint oh. a picture for you. And... Um, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd just turn on my light and there'd always be slugs crawling towards my bed. I don't know what the, their aim was, but they were never on my bed or they were never that, like they were always coming towards it. Um, and I used to go have to pick them up and flick them outside. And I have no idea how they got in. It was horrible. It oh, was really disgusting. Them outside because I'd have to get out of my bed to turn on the light. So there was always a chance of a standing on, on a slug as well. Because you don't know, there's, a, there's that that warmth to the uh, light. But to answer your question, yes, I would. <laughs> would you eat a raw lizard? Um, not right now. No, I've time, just had my yeah. tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, like not in today. I've eaten ants that were alive. Oh, well, just when she was on the playground. We used to call no. her Weird Lorna. And you're <laughs> no, like, leave no, that no, girl no. <laughs> alone. No, that's a, that, that girl, is like, a lie. Eats, eats ants in the corner. You didn't know me at that age. Um, <laughs> this was in secondary school. No, no. 16 years old. No. Um, I went to Ecuador when I was 18 for a month. And we went on a walk through the Amazon. And they were like, there's weird Lorna eating them ants again. <laughs> Can't take her anywhere. No, <laughs> I'm not... just like to clarify, I've only ever tried to eat ants in this Ecuador in the Amazon. <laughs> so basically you pick the leaf off and at the bottom of the leaf there's like a little pod where all the ants live. And you have to put the pod in your mouth and then just bite. Oh, they were lemon flavored, lemon ants, but yeah, they're all alive in the pod. So Ooh. it's a bit horrible, that isn't it? Mm. I'm ashamed of myself. <laughs> also, uh, <laughs> when the um, so I tried guinea pig in Ecuador as well. This is at a different place, except it, that was also alive. She caught no, it, no, and they were like, no. "She's graduated to no. guinea pigs. Someone stop her!" No, this one's like she's this... a monster. No. You should be ashamed. <laughs> no, I wasn't bothered about guinea pigs, but um. Oh, that's good. You have some no, conscious no, about to... eating ants, but guinea pigs, dad, it's nothing. I'm trying they... to explain okay. it. I wasn't bothered about the guinea pigs when they got walked through. So there's these like I think they brought through four guinea pigs. The like we were staying on this campsite, and the owners of the campsite brought through four guinea pigs. Everyone's playing with them, like stroking them, like, "Oh, this guinea pig's so cute." And then playing with them for like ten minutes. I wasn't bothered. I was having a chat, so I didn't stroke these guinea pigs. They walk off. Half an hour later, they come back through with the guinea pig skinned and on a stick, and everyone was mortified. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think and then... they were just trying to, you know, get two for one in a way, two birds one stone. Be like, how do we make these? Kid, you know these teenagers like happy you know what can we do to entertain we'll we need entertainment we need entertainment <laughs> and then we need dinner they were like i know what's on the menu tonight we'll get some no. guinea pigs in let them play with them and then it after. was heartbreaking everyone was distraught they were like i was stroking did, that guinea pig 10 minutes did ago that that it was going to be cooked or? well we'd been told that we were going to have guinea pig at some point and i think people mm, just haven't quite thought it through <laughs> that's the sign when they bring out the guinea yeah, pigs yeah it was quite bad it's like when you choose your lobster oh yeah not that i've ever had lobster no me neither or, but i've seen it on the films mm. um so well 
Yeah, so that's sad. But you don't play with your lobster before you eat it, do you? No, it's too dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You don't so want you just nipped. you just cook that one. But um... <laughs> but guinea pigs you can play with. So yeah, it was sad. <laughs> Should I wrap this up? Yeah, or? I'd just like to clarify everyone that I only had a tiny nibble of guinea pig. It's too fatty for me and I would not try it again. <laughs> would not recommend. No. But Lemon ants? If you're in the neighbourhood. Would not recommend because oh, you have don't. to kill them, you're a murderer. Oh, okay. That's my problem all with right, it. All right, Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, let's wrap this up. Um, so... Right, I'll what do it. Yeah, you're bottling yeah, yeah, this. Um, if you would like to send us an email, like you could suggest a topic or give us feedback or just have a chat. Have you ever had a guinea pig? Tell us. <laughs> have you ever eaten it? Tell us. <laughs> um, it's idiotshistorypod at gmail. No S. Idiot. Idiot. I tried to stop myself. No S in idiots, not in history. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot history pod. <laughs> Idiothistorypod at gmail.com. Um, you could tweet us at idiothistorypod and... Just to give us a review or some stars on iTunes. T- tell a friend. That's, yeah. that's always nice. Get the word out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, next time we may have a report from Matt. Maybe. Or we'll see where Innis is. He may be back, hopefully. Yeah, so, sorry the order got messed up, but... But I'm sure nice you surprise. don't. I'm sure you don't care. Um, <laughs> but we'll also maybe get some other, other guests on. We've got my... Uh, a good friend, Dan. I was going to say the Dan. Dan will be um, coming back. He was in the Chingshi, the pirate yes. episode, number six. Almost ten episodes ago. Um, he'll be coming back, um, I believe, doing a Christmas special. We've had a successful Halloween special. I say successful. It was my own episode. Just <laughs> blow my own trumpet. Um, and Dan's going to well, be coming back. Oh, thanks. Dan's going to be coming back and doing a, uh, a Christmas one, I believe. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Or one at least around that time, so. Yep. So, tell your friends. Uh, tell Get everyone ready. you know, that's exciting. <laughs> uh, but we'll see you next week. No, we won't we'll speak to you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs> Where's music?